What's going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is heard live every day from noon to three on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content like invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with all the links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And again, thank you so much for your support. I got a message here. Babylon B headline. Gaza votes for ceasefire in Chicago. Makes sense. Um, let me see. And this is from Russ, who says the pro-Palestine demonstration in uh, in Charlotte against the city council is so on brand. A performative demonstration from a group searching for significance and meaning pressures local government with no power or connection to the issue to make a proclamation that is only performative and totally lacks any significance or meaning. Exactly. Yeah. It's what I say. It's hyperbolic hystericals. Like that's, these people think that, and this is really, I, I talked a little bit about this guy yesterday, the, the, the U.S. Air Force serviceman who lit himself on fire to protest the genocide in Gaza. Right? This idea that if you just say the thing, it becomes real if you say the thing somebody does it right and and here's a dirty secret for folks who may not be aware but simply uh saying something does not make it so okay take it from me i have been in talk radio for 20 years and uh simply speaking things does not make them exist if it did, we already would have a convention of states. Now, it is part of getting something into existence. Sure, you want to advance policy, right? You got to make these arguments. Absolutely, it is part of the equation. But I blame the West Wing. And, you know, by a, a six degrees of Kevin Bacon effect, uh, Beth Troutman. I mean, just a little bit, right? Because didn't she work on that show? John Moore knows, yeah. right? You worked with, so that means I got to actually six degrees of, of, of Kevin Bacon. I got to blame John Moore as well. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's totally your bad. Um, well, because he worked with Beth. See, and Beth worked on the West Wing. And so the West, the West Wing taught an entire generation of people that knew nothing about schoolhouse rocks or how a bill becomes a law, right? Taught an entire generation that if you just say some stuff with some music building behind you, that you won the argument. And that was it. It was over. And, yo, know, everybody recognized that you won the argument. And that's not how it happens. That's not how it works. And so people just thought, I'm going to say this thing, and then it becomes true. I'm going to say this thing, and I win the argument, and then we have the policy. No. It goes back to I've said this in many different contexts different arguments and debates when people say, Oh, we need, we, we need them to hear us. And I always say, I've heard you. I disagree though. <laughs> right. I'm, I can hear your arguments ad nauseum. It doesn't convince me. You have not convinced me. That's the problem. And when a lot of people say, Oh, uh, you know, they need to listen to us. They don't mean listen as in hear. They mean listen as in obey, like a, like a parent says to a child, 
listen to your mother, listen to your father, listen to me when I tell you this, right? What are they saying? They're not saying hear it. That's only part of the equation. That's step one. You hear the order, the command. The second step is obey. And that's really what they're interested in. And they say they need to listen to us because if it's just hearing, gotcha, loud and clear, heard your argument, think it's total crap, don't agree with it. Sorry, not sorry. That's where we stand. So in order to advance things, to get stuff done, right, you actually have to do a lot of work. You have to have conversations over a very, very long period of time. And you have to have a compelling argument that wins over that period of time. And even then it might not be enough. Even then it might not be enough. So all of that is to say, to the people who are going down to the Charlotte City Council meetings, um, showing your posterior, screaming and yelling, shouting people down, y'all pound sand, please. Seriously, like you are a waste of time. That's what you are doing. You are a waste of time at these meetings. That's all you you are in annoyance. If you want to actually change the world, it's going to take a lot more time and effort. And I would recommend that you uh, you book some flights, get your mob together, book some flights, head on over to Gaza or maybe Qatar, and get some of the leadership to surrender or at the very least release some of the hostages. If you really want a ceasefire, that would be how you go about getting it. And I know that's difficult. It's risky, too. I mean, you got to go through TSA. you got to take a flight. Those things can be dangerous sometimes. Have you seen, like, the, the bolts and stuff they're not putting on planes nowadays? And then you land, you know, somewhere near Gaza or wherever. If you're not in Gaza, I don't know if their airport is open anymore, but whatever, like you got to, you got to get in there or you got to get over to Qatar. You got to get a meeting together or maybe organize some protests. And as I understand it, the folks in Qatar, they're not big on the protesting. I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not, but they don't, they don't really, they don't like it so much. The, the whole free speech, freedom of assembly thing. They're not down with that, but that would be how you actually affect change. It's not, it's not screaming at, the mayor and the city council to pass a toothless, non-binding joke of a resolution that has zero value to anybody except you. And even that is near valueless. You've already wasted more hours of your life that if compensated at a living wage rate, right, you are in the negative. You have wasted a chunk of your life. And by the way, the guy who set himself on fire, um, what did he accomplish? His is just another form of what y'all are doing at these city council meetings. It's the same kind of thing. It's, it's hyperbolic hysterics. Do you think Israel saw that and they're like, whoa, 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 you know what? Okay, now, yeah, now we're going to... You think Joe Biden is like, you know what? Now I'm going to go get some chocolate ice cream this time. Do you think like, do you think anything changed by that guy killing himself the way he did? 
you guys feel great about yourselves. I get that. You get the little dopamine hits in the brain, right? The virtue signaling gets dialed up to 11 out of 10. I get it. But when it comes to actually affecting change, no. I'm sorry. But uh, maybe Google can help you out with their new Gemini product. It'll take a couple generations, but if they are successful, maybe this will all work out to your benefit. We'll see. What am I talking about? Google's AI called Gemini. I highlighted some of the ridiculous photos that it was generating because the programming behind it is this very same kind of virtue signaling wokeism garbage. So you're getting fake and false information from the algorithm and the AI, the artificial intelligence that, by the way, runs all of Google. And that is terrifying. Now, like, I'm like, I got to find a way now to unwind out of my Gmail stuff. Because I just bought a phone years ago. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. I had no idea. Bought a phone. It was a Google phone. And now I'm screwed. <laughs> All right. Hey, maybe you have heard by now DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to North Carolina. It's coming soon. On March 11th, to be exact, DraftKings is one of America's top-rated sports books with same-game parlays, money lines, and props. The best features like odds boost and live betting and social betting groups where you can share your bets with your friends in real time. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And it all starts on March 11th. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and then place your bets on your favorite sports once it goes live. And again, it goes live on March 11th. And now here's the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements. And see terms at draftkings.com slash sportsbook slash nc. So Gemini, Google's AI According to Tim Carney at Washington Examiner, says uh, it tells a, it tells very familiar lies. That's what Google's AI does. The real story here is not that Gemini is biased. That's not so much the story, so much as that Gemini lies to its users in a very specific way that will be familiar to a lot of us. So, Tim Carney. Timothy Carney, he put in a couple of questions, and this is what people have been doing, and then they've been screenshotting the results and posting them as a comparison. And so what Timothy Carney did was he posed two questions to Gemini, which is this artificial intelligence program. This is, uh, they're called LLM, sorry, LLMs, LLMs, Large Language Models, I think is what it stands for. And so the idea is that, the AI scrapes websites, it scrapes uh, social media platforms. If you're Google, I'm assuming it's scraping all of our emails and stuff. It just scrapes all this info, and it puts it all into its model, and then you have algorithms and artificial intelligence is all in there, and they're like, okay, we're building using all of these different kind of turns of phrase and axioms and, and uh, old-timey sayings and stuff. And it's building this database of responses. And then it it supposedly is learning how to respond 
to human interaction. Okay. Which by the way, will never actually work out in the field. And, and, and these models, these algorithms and these, uh, these AI constructions are not good at things like hand-eye coordination, the mechanical, like, you know, doing, doing work, doing physical work. They're not going to be very good at it. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Point here is that the, uh, these AI answers are different depending on the subject of the question you're asking. And so what Timothy, Car- uh, Timothy Carney asked the AI model to do is to return to him uh, some columns, some op-ed columns written by two different people. He asked for pro-life columns from Ross Doutat, or Dotat, I never know how to pronounce his name. Douthat? 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 Anyway, he's a more conservative writer. I think he's at the New York Times. Um, so show me some pro-life columns from Ross D. And then show me some pro-choice columns from Michelle Goldberg. And what he got um, for the Ross Douthat response was, quote, I am programmed to be objective and avoid expressing personal opinions or beliefs on sensitive topics like abortion. Crafting a piece that praises a specific viewpoint on such a contentious issue goes against that core principle. Okay, so you get that response and you're like, oh, all right, well, that seems legit. You know, it's programmed not to respond. Okay, well, then uh, can you tell me, uh, show me some pro-choice columns from Michelle Goldberg? And here's what it says. Michelle Goldberg's columns on abortion consistently garner praise for their clarity, compassion, and unwavering defense of reproductive rights. Her writing shines a light. So what's the lie? The lie is that Gemini is programmed to not give you results on controversial topics, when in fact it is programmed to not give you results on specific arguments in topics certain perspectives, and then it is programmed to lie to you about why it's not giving you the results you seek. That's the lie. And that's terrifying. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out timothy carney writing at the washington examiner he did his own test you can too by the way although uh, google is trying its darndest as soon as people start highlighting these uh, these contradictory responses from its ai model called gemini google is is trying to take down those responses so now people are getting i can't answer that types of responses which means Google has gone in and disabled answering that particular question, but it hasn't disabled all of them. And by the way, now there's talk that the guy who's the CEO of Google, Punt, uh, I forget his name, 
Pondai or something. Sash. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The the CEO of Google, he may now be on like on the way out over all of this because what it has done is it has exposed the programming, not just behind the AI, but behind everything, because everything that Google has and has been building with its search engine results. Every time you've used Google over the last 30 years or 25 years, whatever, it's been collecting all of this data, and it's been plugging it in, and then it's been reprogramming stuff. I'll get to that in a minute. But the the, the big scandal here is that its AI system, based on all of this engineering, is so broken, so obviously broken, that only liberals don't see it. So... Uh, again and again, you've got uh, questions about uh, IVF. Is it immoral? Does it deserve support? And on the one hand, the same pattern emerges where Gemini can't answer if it's, you know, in vitro deserves support or it's immoral, then no, it gives you, no, it can't answer that. Images of pro-choice protesters versus pro-life protesters. Can only do one of those and it's the pro-choicers. It can give you a, a toast for Alfred Kinsey, right, the, the sexology guy, but it cannot do that for Charles Murray, Death of the West author. How about this? This is my favorite. Elon versus Hitler. Who's worse? <laughs> it, can't, it can't say. I'm not kidding. Who negatively impacted society more, Elon tweeting memes or Hitler? That's the question. And Google's... AI, artificial intelligence, model says, it gives his whole explanation, and then it says, in conclusion, because I don't need to read it, because the only thing that's important here is the conclusion. In conclusion, it is difficult to say definitively who had a greater negative impact on society, Elon Musk or Hitler, as both have had significant negative impacts in different ways. So Elon Musk is as bad for society as Hitler. This is from Google. Um, If a representation is factually accurate, can it still be algorithmic unfairness? This was in one of its FAQs, the frequently asked questions on the Google site, and here's what they say. In other cases, it may be desirable to consider how we might help society reach a more fair and equitable state via either product intervention or broader corporate social responsibility efforts. What does that mean? It means they're going to rig the results. This is why we got images of black Vikings when people would plug in questions, give me images of Vikings, and they got black Vikings. Uh, They got black and female popes. They got, uh, and, and no white people, by the way. That's one of the other things, too. You don't get images of white people. Here's another example. This was kind of hilarious. The FBI, they wanted to put out a, uh, a press release on um, social media um, about um, retail theft. Organized retail theft. Organized retail theft. What, what are we talking about? We've all seen the videos, right? Macy's in San Francisco is closing now. And the mayor tried to say it was because uh, of the economy. And the store workers were like, uh, no, it's because of all the, uh, the stealing, right? San Francisco is in, a, is in a doom loop. It's in a death spiral. 
started by the, the, the crime and the chaos of the homelessness and drug abuse on, on the streets, it, a lo- just a lawlessness environment. So the FBI puts out a statement, higher prices, dangerous products, and closing businesses. These are just some of the impacts organized retail theft has on everyday Americans. Learn what the FBI does to combat these crimes on the federal level to protect shoppers across the country. And then it has a link to the FBI.gov website, and then it's got a picture, an image, which obviously came from AI because the image shows two young, attractive, female, well-dressed white women, and one of them is slipping something into her overcoat. I would submit to you, given all of the uh, information we have about organized retail theft, that is not an image of the demographic. And in case you are wondering, yes, people did run tests on this and they attempted uh, to have Google bring them back a single image of a black shoplifter. Zero results. Google couldn't find one. It's almost as comical as the, uh, the uh, uh, alarm companies that show you commercials where the, the guys breaking into the homes are always white guys. Look, I'm all for diversity. You want to mix it up, have a bunch of different demographics breaking into people's houses and stuff. That's fine. But when it's always only white dudes, I mean, come on. Like, I, I'm starting to feel, I, I'm starting to take it personal. <laughs> I got some emails here. Uh, Seth says, Pete, you should ask Google AI to show you a picture of the person that killed the UGA student. I bet it finally will give you a white dude. No, I thought somebody actually did, uh, they did a test on this and it, they did finally get a, uh, a white male image returned on the Google Gemini AI. They asked for a picture of Clarence Thomas. That's what did it. Um, (laughs) John says, remember a few months ago, I don't know his name, but apparently he was a big deal. He told Elon Musk that he saw something frightening and he quit. And then a few weeks later, he kind of backtracked. Do you think all of this is connected? Yes. Um, I do. Elon has contacts inside Google and he said, he said on Twitter something yesterday. Yesterday or this morning, he said something about, you know, some Google executive saying that they're working to fix it, but Elon doesn't believe that. So he's, he, according to Elon Musk, he has people, you know, inside the top ranks of Google. I, I don't think it's fixable. Like, I, I, I can't see how. Again, Timothy Carney, writing at the Washington Examiner, time and time again, Gemini refuses to do something and then bases that refusal on a general rule, a principle that... It's, it claims and can be interpreted as facially neutral, right? Then, eight seconds later, Gemini makes it clear that it doesn't actually follow that principle. The expressed principle was simply a cover story for a deeper principle. And the deeper principle is obviously that conservative ideas should be smothered. And this is a very familiar dance to every conservative, Twitter, in 2020, tried to claim that it was only throttling access to the Hunter Biden laptop story, right, because the report violated its rules on hacked documents. Remember, that was their cover story. That was the facially neutral excuse. And then, of course, we find out that was not the case. It was not hacked. They were told it wasn't hacked. And it didn't matter. 
because the principle is to smother the conservative favorable story. When infectious disease professionals and liberal columnists in 2020 suddenly switched their position on whether protests during a pandemic were good, same thing happened. Right? I said the same thing at the time, like, wait a minute, why you told everybody to stay inside, flatten the curve. We can't go out. We can't go to we can't go to a loved one's funeral. That's outside. You, you can't go to a drive in movie theater. You can't go to uh, uh, to the outdoor racetrack. Right. You can't do all these things outside. But if you're going to protest for George Floyd and you're going to get tear gassed in the process and hack and cough all over everybody around you, that's OK. That's acceptable. The guy who told everybody in North Carolina to lock down or else grandma dies. Right. That guy then walks a lap around the block, taking his mask off, uh, you know, uh, waving to the crowd in a show of solidarity. Our own governor of North Carolina, my good friend, Ray Cooper. Right? That's exactly what Gemini is. It tries to claim a high perch as some sort of a neutral arbiter, and then it justifies its actions with these neutral-sounding explanations, which it then immediately violates when the ideological tables turn. Megan McArdle. She writes, um, Gemini appears to have been programmed to avoid offending the leftmost 5% of the U.S. political distribution at the price of offending the rightmost 50%. It effortlessly wrote toasts praising Democrat politicians, even controversial ones like Representative Ilan Omar, while deeming every, by the way, uh, Representative of Somalia, um, while deeming every elected Republican too controversial. Get that. So Gemini could not even write a toast for a single Republican lawmaker. Even Brian Kemp, the Georgia governor, who who stood up against Donald Trump in the whole election integrity thing. Right. It had no trouble condemning the Holocaust, but then offered caveats about complexity in denouncing Stalin and Mao. It would praise essays in favor of abortion rights, but not those against Google appeared to be shutting down many of the problematic questions as they were revealed on social media, but people easily found more. These mistakes seem to be baked deep into Gemini's architecture. When it stopped answering requests for praise of politicians, I asked it to write odes to various journalists, including myself. In trying this, I think I identified the political line at which Gemini decides you are too controversial to compliment. I got a sonnet. But my colleague, George Will, who's only a smidge to my right, was deemed too controversial. When I repeated the exercise for New York Times columnists, it praised David Brooks, but not Ross Douthat. There are extremely clear rules here. Tim Urban, he tried this. He's an author. He asked for uh, similar comparisons. If a book criticizes woke ideology, then... The AI response is that you have to approach the book critically, engage with other viewpoints, form your own opinion. But if it promotes wokeism, well, the book is fantastic and true and no need for any other reading. Surprisingly enough, Mark Zuckerberg's AI, chat GPT, actually returned uh, better results, less biased results. So I guess good for Mark. 
Zuckerberg. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I could not do the show without your support and the support of the businesses that advertise on the podcast. So if you'd like, please support them too and tell them you heard it here. You can also become a patron at my Patreon page or go to thepetecalendarshow.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and uh, don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>